Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. You know, I love Wednesdays. Was that the... I mean, that kind of says it all. <laughs> you like Wednesdays too, I'm a big you? fan. It's nice to get together and talk, have a couple... Hang out. ...beverages. A little dinner. So welcome welcome to you, ladies and gentlemen. You've, you've, you've found your way up the hill once again to the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. We're here doing the damn thing for you. The listener, because that's the kind of love we have for you. I'm in the studio once again this evening with Joss McGinty and Ryan Hatch, and this webisode was recorded Wednesday, September 30th, in the year of 2020. Which is wild, because it kind of feels like we're in the future. <laughs> Although it kind of feels like we're not at the same time. We're like a week in front of when we did the last one. Right, it's been an entire week since the last podcast. It's so wild. We're in the future from last week. Right, we are. If you're listening to last week's podcast right now, we're doing this in the future. <laughs> you won't know it until you listen to this one. But sure enough, it was happening. So that was wild. We time traveled there together. That was cool. I feel cool. Uh, you, you don't know, look cool. I don't. You know something I'd like to bring up that I'm a little remiss is that last week. I forgot to mention, for the very first time possibly ever, that the lava lamp is in fact burning brightly in the studio as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. And I'm thinking perhaps because I missed that last week, there's maybe some lost souls out there still wandering. So we want to get that kind of dialed in. I mean, do you feel a little responsible if that is the case? You know, I, I could. <clears throat> I mean, I could feel a little responsible, so I don't need that on my conscience. I've got enough on my conscience as it, as it is. <laughs> uh, this week, let's just you know, let's get right into it because why why dilly dally? Truly, when when the reason that we're here is is to drink this 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 bottle that sits here before me. What are we holding? It's a beautiful little bottle. This week, we are drinking a Cornelius. They're calling it an Applejack, and it's not actually an Applejack, but Cornelius Applejack. And if you want to see a picture of it, you can go to our Instagram, uh, Jeremy Webisodes Podcast, and, and check it out. So Cornelius Applejack Small Batch Distilled 100% from Hudson Valley Apples. This is uh, four, years in the four years and eight months in the barrel. And um, technically, so they're calling it an Applejack, and I'm going to pop the bottle. Uh, technically, this is a brandy because the definition of brandy is a strong alcohol spirit distilled from wine or fermented fruit juice. And since this is 100% from apples, uh, technically it's a brandy because mm. it, it, it comes from a fermented fruit juice. Um it, it's generally, uh, brandies range from 35 to 60%. This is 40% alcohol, so it's right in the range. Um, aged in used oak bourbon barrels. Once again, love the bourbon industry for all those barrels it's producing that we can age all our other alcohols in. And uh, I mean, let's give the bottle a, a cork pull here. Ooh, it's a tight one. She's a tight one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Batten down the hatches. <clears throat> is it going to explode? Ooh, wow, kind of a... So it's a rubber cork. It not, sounded rubbery. Not cork cork. And uh, so... So let me... Can I ask a question right out of the gate? And we'll see if you can answer it now or yes, answer sir. it later. How come it's not a brandy then? Well, it is. It's a brandy. They just decided not to put it on the bottle again because, you know, bottle is marketing. They could have very well called it a brandy and put that on the bottle... Um, but they decided not to um, because, you know, there's a market of people. You know, I've always said that people don't browse when they go in the liquor store. There's, you know, generally people know what they drink. They're whiskey drinkers. They're vodka drinkers. Um, and the brandy market, it just ain't that hot. Right. So if you're coming out with an, if you're a guy and you're thinking, I'm going to come up with this new hot spirit, putting the word brandy on the bottle necessarily isn't 
the like right. the the dope move right now. In, uh, Randy is for like English professors and like any one over eighty three years old. Right, it has a certain connotation to it right. for sure. Um, hey guys, so, want to come over and watch Monday Night Football? Dude, I got this sick brandy. Take a bro. couple shots of brandy. <laughs> right, you're not. It's not. So even on even on the website that they're saying this drinks more like a bourbon. Than a brandy, even though technically it is a brandy. The initial smell is phenomenal. Yeah. So it's double distilled. <clears throat> so <clears throat> it's it would still hopefully have some of the apple mm-hmm. yeah. um, character for sure. And I'm getting that crispness, yeah. green apple, some of the apple yeah. peel. It's definitely green. Just the smell. Yeah. There's definitely bourbon elements to that for sure. I mean, you're I, getting the oak. I, if I was blindfolded, I think think that was a bourbon. Have you you've tasted it or are you just? I just it took the point? first taste and it's delicious. Bourbony. Bourbony. Warm. I haven't tasted it. Apple-y. Yet. Yeah. I'm still just smelling it. Ton of green apple. I mean, it's yeah. right. Uh, it's, I mean. Or like the. Yeah, mostly green apple, but it could just be this like the crispest red apple. Right, apple peel. Yeah. Oak, cinnamon, it smells vanilla, very vanilla. Vanilla, very yeah, vanilla. It smells a little sweet, but I don't get that in the in the taste. I have a little bit of caramel, I think, in there for sure. Caramel, you know, it. it, it Caramel's a. There's a few standards. That right? roundness there at the end, it to me, it tastes like brandy. It's brand. It's a, it's got a real brandy element to it. Um, I don't know that I've ever had brandy. Well, you should. You're 83. You know, uh, it doesn't have huh. that kind of pepperiness and some yeah. of the like uh, those grassy notes that the grain alcohols have. And I can tell, you know, and again, like I'm, I'm kind of looking for it and I'm, I kind of know what I'm looking for. Uh, but I could tell that this is a fruit based uh, liquor and not a grain base. And it's 100 percent apple based. There's no grains, no grain spirit, no golden grain in it. Hand numbered bottle. And it's small batch. Um, so let's talk, let's let's talk a little what bit. What state? Of, it is Washington. Uh, uh, that is a very good question, Joss. Hudson Valley. Apples. Oh yeah, it's New York. That's right. Hudson oh, it's Valley. the Hudson Valley. Hudson right. Valley. Right. Not not Hudson Valley. Hudson not Valley. the uh, not the uh, other one. <laughs> it's the it's the one in New York. <laughs> so Applejack is what it says on the bottle. We've just discussed that it, it's not Applejack. It's actually uh, it's it's a it's a brandy. What is Applejack? What's Applejack? Well, I'm gonna tell you. Was I late? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Good. No, it was nice. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> well, let me tell you, Joss. All right. Applejack. So there's some history here. This is this is fun. There was a time in the United States where cider was the most consumed beverage, even more than water. Because as we know, historically, a lot of times water wasn't safe to drink. Um, in Dublin, that's the reason that, uh, you know, in, in Ireland in general, that's why beer was so prolific. Um, it was, there was, in ancient Egypt, there there's safer options a lot of times, especially in the ancient world, than water. Water was dirty most of the time. So in the early Americas, I'm talking right after Plymouth Rock. In fact, the first apple trees were planted in the United States in Massachusetts nine years after the pilgrims arrived in Plymouth. They started plant, planting apples. And because they're hardy, they produce a lot of juice, they're mm-hmm. full of sugar, um, so it's sustaining. Uh, and uh, so pretty much every homestead in the original colonies grew grew apples. And they would juice them. And they, that's what they would drink. The kids, everyone drank it for a long time. Uh, and like I said, it was the most consumed beverage in the Americas uh, during the development of the, all the colonies and the settlement of, of the East Coast. What kind of juicer? Did they have in 1660? It's very rudimentary press. It's got to be, yeah, press. Just like a, a press. Round like press. Stepping on it? 
It's a screw I mean, yeah, so with screw. a yeah. plate and a big basket, and you fill it full of apples, and you just start cranking on it and, and cranking that plate down and just pressing out the, the juice. That's a lot of man hours. Man hours. But, you know, that that's what you – back in the yeah. – it makes us look so lazy these I know, days. I know. You know, we're exhausted after an eight-day work day. There's people who are working from dawn till dusk even more and, and more back in the day. Um, Whittling at night. Right. So right. apples were everywhere. They're juicing them, and they're drinking it, and naturally the yeast is floating around in the air. It's landing on it, and it's fermenting it. Again, it's like you, like your your orange juice you leave in the refrigerator for too long uh, eventually kind of turns into a, its own mimosa. Right. So, and if they pre-fermented it, if they just juiced and fermented it, it was a great way to preserve a large apple orchard full of crop you, you harvest all your apples you juice them you ferment it and then you've got a product that that stable. lasts that's stable that you can trade with in fact um in the early colonies they were tax they were paying taxes in cider they were it was a it was a monetary form which is another thing you see commonly i like to refer to ancient egypt i mean they used to pay taxes and debts off in beer in ancient egypt um, and, and again, it's that happy coincidence of it's going to turn anyway. It's going to ferment. So uh, why not capitalize on that and um, and and use it? <laughs> and and so um, so the the cider industry was huge as the United States was developing. And what applejack is? So you 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 juice your apples. You have apple juice. Okay. Actually, technically, in the United States, um, so if you just press your apples, the juice that comes out at that point is what we call fresh cider in the United States. It still contains all the solids or the pulp. Mm. It's unfiltered. So that's fresh cider. Juice, apple juice, is filtered. It has all the solids taken out of it. And that's the difference between fresh cider and juice. Um Pears and apples are the only two things that you can make cider out of hmm. for the uh, the designation of the word cider in the United States. So either pears or apples are are pressed, and what comes out of them is cider. If you wanted to make that into juice, you'd, you'd pull the, the solids out of it. So now we back in the day, we, we've harvested our apples, we pressed them, we have fresh cider. If we allow that to ferment... We have hard cider, and still today, fermented cider is hard cider. Yeah. Um, if you so now that's that's happened. If you allowed it to continue to ferment, like any other alcohol, other yeasts start to interact. You get vinegar. Mm-hmm. So that's where apple cider vinegar comes from. Also, extremely useful, especially back in the colonies. They were using apple cider vinegar to preserve foods and pickle. So they were getting a ton of use out of these apples. It was, it was a big deal. Um, so now we've pressed our apples. We have apple cider. We've fermented it. So now we have hard cider. And now what is? how do we get Applejack? Well, if we put apple cider in the still and distilled it, we would get what we have here, which is a, actually brandy. And that's what we're drinking. This is a apple cider that has been twice distilled. And then aged in oak barrels. That's what this Cornelius is. True Applejack is made by taking your fermented cider and then allowing it to freeze. And that's what that's what jacking is. What what happens is the water freezes out mm-hmm. and floats to the top, and the alcohol remains in liquid form and and sits on the bottom. So it's distillation essentially with freezing instead yeah. of boiling. Um, so what these people would do back in the day is during uh, the winter season, they would take literally their their barrels of app, of hard cider and they would just set them in the barn or set them outside. And every day they come out and they skim off the ice. Eventually, there's no more ice because yeah. you've taken as much water out as you possibly can <clears throat> at that temperature. And different temperatures deal different proofs. Um, so for instance... Uh, the more ice you take out, the higher proof is going to be. Right. So the process of freezing the water out of the alcohol, it 
you know, it's technically not distillation. The process is actually called fractional crystallization. But it's the same process. You're separating out uh, the water from the alcohol by the use of temperature. It's yeah. just the negative instead of the positive. So fractional crystallization. It's yielding different alcohol proofs at different temperatures. So the, uh, the following will give you an idea of, of how that works. At 10 below, ice will form until it reaches 20%. At 20 below, 27%. And at 30 below, 33% alcohol can be made. So you can see at varying temperatures, it's yielding higher and higher percentages. Chill so, that up. Right, and at some point, there's so much water gone, there's no more ice. So mm -hmm. that's what these people were doing. They were every day. They're they're sitting their their hard cider out in the barrels. They're coming out. They're skimming off the ice every morning. And then by the time the thaw happens in the spring, they're all partying on the on the applejack. And and that's how applejack is really made. This is isn't that. This is a distilled product. Um, you can make applejack right now. Uh, if you wanted to go out and get a, a pear wine and stick it in your freezer. Uh, with the lid off so that so that there's and you know actually the best way to do it would be to transport it out of the bottle or do a bowl yeah transfer it out of the bottle into a large bowl so that it had room to expand and then let it freeze every and give it a couple days and and skim the ice off the top and uh you'll be concentrating the proof the other thing about apple jack is it concentrates the the concentrates the flavor yeah so you have a, a higher percentage alcohol you have a very very apple -y flavor um so yeah true apple jack is a real pleasure if you can ever get your hands on it uh does it make it, it just occurred to me apples are a fall fruit Correct. Right. So that had to. I don't work. actually know that for a fact at all. Yeah, you go apple picking like in October. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm an East Coast guy. I'm oh, a yeah. man of both. I'm a bicoastal man. <laughs> I know you works go out apple picking in the fall. It works out perfectly for that very reason, right? Because back in, I'm talking about 1600s, not today. It's not. There's not a lot of ice and freezing going on in July. But you pick the apples, you preserve them, all of a sudden it's November, December. I mean, it worked out like a dream. Exactly. And that's how the alcohol industry worked, you know, back in the day uh, a lot is you, you harvested in the fall your grains, your apples, anything. And then at the end of the season, what you didn't sell off or what you didn't use, you found a way to preserve and turning it into alcohol was a really, really good way to do it because everybody wanted it. And... uh it was a it was a commodity. I, I, I have one more question. This is this is very interesting to me. Is there any other fruit and or vegetable at my house I can turn to alcohol? Because <laughs> yes. I'd be very interested. Absolutely. I make, mean, I have you know, covered this before. Anything that has starch in it, because starch is sugar. It just needs to be transformed. You need to break it up a little bit. But anything that's full of starch uh, is fermentable. So, I mean, potatoes, alcohol, uh, uh, vodka traditionally was made from potatoes. Um, you know, rum has all manner of fruit thrown into it. You know, back in the day when they were making rum in dunder pits, a dunder pit is literally a hole they were digging in the ground and just filling full of bananas and all the f fruit from the plantation that they didn't use, sugarcane, and just threw it all in there and collected the juice and then threw it in the still. So, yeah, you could, I mean, it, pruno, it, yeah. prison alcohol is, you know, you find <laughs> anything in the, in, the, in the commissary that you can extract the sugars out of and throw some yeast on it and some water and... Dunk it in your toilet. You got pruno. <laughs> Invite the boys over and... So, yes, there are things around your kitchen you could turn into alcohol. And that's kind of the, the next, my next point is what killed... Cider, because like I just said, at one point, cider was the most consumed beverage in the United States. So what happened? Where did it go? Because it's not like cider's killing it right now. Well, the first thing that killed it was the Industrial Revolution because everybody was leaving the country and abandoning their, their apple orchards and moving to the city to work. So that happened. So there was less production of apples. Plus, you had this huge influx of Germans and... Irish that brought beer drinking tradition and grains are more versatile. So people stopped growing 
apples and started growing grains and grain you can turn into beer so quickly beer took over as the more popular drink than than cider um the other thing that happened is and we talked a little bit about this on a previous episode is pre-prohibition um you drink whatever you could get your hands on right right if you were from an area where they had a lot of alcohol or sorry if you were from an area where they had a lot of apples you probably drank alcohol made from apples yeah if you were from a a, a wheat state you probably drank something that was made out of wheat if you were from same thing happened with food right there wasn't a sushi restaurant on every corner if you were from idaho there was a good chance in the 1800s that you ate a lot of potatoes right because that's what you had access to alcohol was the same way every I, i've made this point before Pre-prohibition, there were more distilleries in the United States than there are now. We have never gotten back to the amount of distilleries that we had before prohibition because every town had Had multiple breweries and distilleries because they were using their local products and the local people were buying them. And that's what you drank. That's what everyone in in that area drank. And then it became like, oh, you've got to try this stuff that comes from this town. And and, and marketing started to happen. And during the, the, the Industrial Revolution, everything centralized. We started getting these large industrial complexes that grew up. And we started the Jack Daniels and the Jim Beams and we, everything kind of focused on the specifics instead of being local and, and, and it became more about large brands. Then Prohibition came along and kind of killed everything. And, and after that, nothing really came back. A lot of the industry didn't ever come back. One of those things that never came back after Prohibition was was cider. So going into the Industrial Revolution and, and Prohibition and, and the temperance movement, cider was huge. I mean, everybody in the United States was drinking it. Europe, I mean, it was big everywhere. Then that happened, and, and now in the United States, it's all but dead. They still drink a lot of cider. The UK is still the number one yeah. consumer um, of cider product. Uh, but anyway, it's, you know, it, it, there was, it, it was such a big deal in the United States that we have American folklore based all around it. Johnny Appleseed, you know, is like the, Disney. I mean, everybody knows jo- the, the name Johnny Appleseed. Well, he was actually based on a true guy. Um, his name was it wasn't, John Chapman. Was, it, it wasn't was, Johnny Appleseed? It was John. John to. Chapman was born in Massachusetts in 1774. Wow. And what his move was is he he would go to these uh, cider houses where they were, were crushing apples and they would give him their seeds for free. So he, he, just, he, he literally carried around a bag of seeds that he was given for free and he would move from place to place staying in front of the settlements where they knew they were going to start developing next. So as they were spreading out, the colonies are moving out. He goes out into the forest and he he finds these little plots of land and he moves some like tree branches and vines around and he creates these little plots and he plants his free seeds and leaves them there. Then he comes back in a year and or in two and he and he maintains it and now this like development and, and settlement is grown and then he rolls into town once the settlement is established is like hey i've got some two three-year-old uh, apple saplings how would you like to buy some and everybody bought one and he would sell all his saplings off and then he would say because of like i don't even know what you would call it because of how things worked back then in squatting because he had developed this land out in the forest and maintained improved it for this period of years and proved it, its use now he owned it so he would sell off all the trees to the people in the local settlement settlement, and then he would be, and I have this nice little piece of apple orchard out in the forest if you'd like to buy that. He'd sell the land and move on. So it's funny because Johnny Appleseed is depicted in mythology as being this like poor guy when actually he was like a super savvy businessman. Like entrepreneur. Yeah, entrepreneur. And, and was ahead of his time and stayed ahead of colonization and development to be this guy that was always there to sell everybody apple trees. Amazing, right? And then people would press his apple seeds and make, you know, what we're drinking out of it. And he would go to the the, the cider houses and grab his seeds back and they'd give them to him for free and he'd move on to the next spot. Let's let's be clear about something, however. In the apple tree business, Mm -hmm. for the folks buying these saplings, as Jeremy put correctly, to eat, you must have a plan B. 
Yeah. I don't think an apple tree waiting. produces for like five years. Well, but that was his, you know, he would do it at far enough ahead so that when he was selling you, let's assume that by the time he's selling you the sapling, it's getting ready to right. produce. Hey. And I don't know that apple trees are as, you know, like, I know that avocado trees are notorious for taking like 10 years before they start producing. Yeah. Like wine. Like, hey, uh, do you like apples? Yeah. I got these seeds. You want them? Of course. Yeah. Are you I'm, hungry now? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there might be a small problem. How about the fact that you just go out and plant a couple apple trees in the forest and you come back a couple years later and you own the property? I mean, the, the original days of the United States was like you go out there and you grab it. You know, they used to have literally like races. You start here and we're going to give you a flag and you go out there and you claim, claim 40 land. acres. Drinking a hard cider with Johnny by the fire. Like, so much, how much did you pay for this land? Uh, I got it for apple seeds. So for apple seeds. I guess I'd have the name Apple Seed if you ran a racket yeah. like that. Yeah. A few hundred million dollar business back in the day. People yeah. look forward to him. When he would roll into town, he, you know, he was, he was a philanthropist. He brought, always brought presents for the kids. You know, he had apples. You know, people were stoked. When, he yeah. was, when Johnny rolled around, they were, they were stoked. Wearing, like, apple skin jackets. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is he was depicted, oftentimes you see Johnny Appleseed depicted in wearing a burlap sack and a, and a pot on his head. Um, which is funny because he was, he was a very wealthy dude. But the reason he's depicted that way is because he liked to trade. So he would often trade apple trees and apples for clothes, and he would trade for hand-me-down clothes. And then he would give the best of the hand-me-down clothes that he got away to people that he thought needed them. So he only kept like the trash, and that's what he wore himself because uh, he was just a super nice guy, very Christian, carried a Bible everywhere he went. A lot of times you'll see him depicted with a Bible. And then the pot on his head, I, no one really knows where that myth came from because he clearly didn't wear a pot on his head. <laughs> um, he might have worn a hand-me-down hat or a hat that he made himself. Is that a reference to, like, the, the still? Cooking, Maybe. Cooking it Maybe. later? Or, uh... Just a drunk night. I tried I mean, to I've, do it I, I, You've seen me with a pot on my head. I, I have. I mean, I, you know, maybe that's the night that, like, somehow he got – the reputation as the guy with the pot on his head. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I've seen it depicted. I obviously did a little research on Johnny. Maybe he was doing some Applejack. I mean. Right. I mean, I've seen it everything from he was a big proponent of just cooking with apples. And so he was constantly like, oh, you can make kind of like the guy from. from Forrest Gump. Forrest everything Gump, with like shrimp. <laughs> shrimp toast. Shrimp linguine. Same. This guy was that with apples. Um, so maybe that's why they depicted with the the, the pot on his head because he was always like, "Hey, did you know you can make apple dumplings?" Oh. That he would be terrible to be stuck in an elevator with, oh. wouldn't he? You're on a long stagecoach ride. Oh. Have you had like an apple carnitas burrito? Do you ever have apple yeah, butter? Pretty- like, am I a hundred and six? Enough about enough about cooking apples. Fucking apples. <laughs> a couple more things about apples. <laughs> <laughs> Cider predates the birth of Christ. Jesus. The first recorded... Wow. Nice. Touche. First recorded reference of cider is Julius Caesar found the Celtic Britons fermenting crab apples. What, what's the point of a crab apple? When I was a little kid, we had a crab apple tree in our backyard from our, the previous owner. Why would you grow a crab apple tree? Well, do you like apples and seafood? You'll probably like crab apples. Oh. No? I mean... Low-hanging fruit? (laughs) They're tart. Right. Right? Pies with them, I think, right? There's I mean, I something think back you do in the with day, the crab again, apple. It goes, it's, it's like, why did they grow them? Because they could. Because crab apples grew there. Yeah. And other shit uh, right. didn't. Right. Right. And potato pie wasn't right. as good as uh And they crab found apple. that, like, hey, if you leave the crab apple juice in the barrel for a week or two and it you makes, drink it. It makes grandma funny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it does. Uh. It does make. Can I have a vodka crab apple, please? I don't think they make <laughs> juice out of crab apple. So what do you? We've been we've 
each had about two glasses of it at this point. I'm going to yeah. take a little more. Will you pass it over here? It's very good. Ooh, wow. Did you see that? I will tell you one of the things that's interesting to me is, and it's a little tough in this low light. Converted bottle? Very romantic in here. Mm, it is. Uh, but the for being in the in the barrel for almost five years, it's fairly pale. Mm-hmm. Right? Surprisingly so to me. I would expect a little more caramel, a little more dark. Uh, Was that the white oak notes? Is that the white meat of the fruit? Keep well, it light? Well, you know, I mean, again, all 100% of the color comes from the barrel. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, here's an interesting fact. This Cornelius Applejack goes into the barrel at 60 proof, and then when they take it out of the barrel, uh, they they proof it down by yeah. adding water to bring it down to 40 proof. So 60 proof is pretty uh, – is not that astringent. Yeah. Whereas hmm. you're going to be putting bourbon into the barrel at like 120. Yeah. And 120, it there's more solvency. Yeah. Right. It's it's, a, it's eating it's a, the it's a, sugars it's, and it's a more uh, active solvent yeah. at, at a higher percentage of alcohol in the wood. So this this low proof it's a it's essentially kind of a low proof. It's not as active in the wood, and that's exactly why we're not getting as much color, nice. is because it's just uh, the alcohol content. I like the uh, I think the bottle design is pretty nice. Yeah, I like the I kind like of it. inverted V. Inverted V. And uh and it's it's like silk screened. I think all the the warnings and the label and everything's all silk screened. It's an, it's nice. I mean, this looks like a nice bottle. I I feel like it would be it this would be great, you know. And it's it's brandy after all, and I don't mean to be, you know, cliché, but this would be great after dinner. This would be great with like an mm. apple pie a la mode. Right? Yeah, this is great with a cigar. Oh, I mean, fantastic. This is perfect with a cigar. Right, right. Cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, into a brandy. I mean, into this with a cigar. Yeah, would be fantastic. Yeah. Is that an aperitif? Is that an after-dinner drink aperitif? Digestive. Or, digestive? I don't know. Digestive. I can. I think aperitif is before. Digestive yeah. is after. Yeah. If my French... Yeah. Nanny. You got to have your grappa for digestion. You know what grappa is? Yeah. What's grappa? Isn't it the fermented stems? Uh, Kind of. Yeah. I think it's the stems and the skins. skins. Or, okay. The stems and the skins. High tannin content. Yeah, it's, it's jet fuel. Yeah. Right? But again... It's finding a way to use every part of yeah. the product and and preserve it and monetize it. Yeah. Um, which is everything. If you think of the old world and how much intelligence they had and how we benefit from that knowledge when we get these things like alcohol, fermented goods, and we touched on that earlier, um, you know uh, – Vinegar comes from that same family. I mean, and think of, of how much joy vinegar has brought to your life. Yeah. I mean, even in the modern world, salad dressings and all the things that we use vinegar for. Shit, I put uh, uh, balsamic in a old-fashioned. Right. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, sorry. Claiming yeah. foul here. Uh, how much do you use? really use vinegar? What I mean, what... I First of all, I, I, I will admit I don't like vinegar. Oh. Okay. But, like... I use a I, ton I, balsamic of vinegar. vinegar for like dipping some bread. I make a salad dressing almost. The daily. majority of your salad dressings have it in it. Yeah. I mean, if I'm not having ranch, pickles. Or cheese, like I do, but I mean, I do a lot of that kind of stuff. So in pickling, in a quick pickle, I love like I love just a, making a quick salad dressing with like you know white vinegar, uh, sesame seed oil, um, a little soy sauce, and then just dressing some cucumbers with that. Uh, you know, I'll eat that all day. Vinegar has a very disturbing smell to it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we fly it through vinegar in my house, all kinds of it too, because I use a lot of white vinegar um, in pickling yeah. and just basic cooking. I mean, I'll throw a dash of white vinegar, like my coleslaw. I find myself using it a lot for that, just those acid notes, obviously, right? You know, I'll, I'll notes, take a... Notes infers a waff. Well, you have to know how to use it, man. You know, you don't dump the whole bottle in there. 
You know? No. Yeah, we use white vinegar, balsamic vinegar, apple cider vinegar, yeah. rice wine vinegar. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a, like an entire vinegar section of my spice cabinet. Yeah, we have um, a bunch of, like, we have one that's based off of a cranberry puree is how it was made. Uh, nice. And it's amazing. Once again, vinegar is any juice that you have allowed to ferment and yeah. at some point it made uh it was alcohol, alcohol. Yeah. and then it kept going and finally became vinegar. If you want to make a very very simple vinegar, take a bottle of red wine and pull the cork off it and let it sit in the corner for a couple weeks. It'll turn into vinegar. And good vinegar. The better the wine, the better the vinegar. Can I go back to apple cider yes. for a minute? How far has apple cider, no pun intended, fallen from the tree? Popularity in the 1600s, 1700s was huge, right? What if you're a 25-year-old guy going in a grocery store and you see a 20-ounce bottle of Gatorade, cranberry juice, Coke, and like apple cider? Who in the world is going to pick that? Right. No, you're 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 exactly right. There there was a brief kind of period of like the Mike's hard. Yeah. You know? Um there's a couple there's ciders a, there's out a, there. There's, there's a, been yeah, there's a, a little kind of resurgence. I figure I feel like uh a lot of the micro brews actually made a cider right? and then turned it and then and then from there kind of switched to sours. To sours. Yeah. Right. Kind of went over that way. But um I'm even talking like NA cider, like true apple yeah. cider. Oh yeah. It's no not, one yeah. no one just grabs a cold cider out of the fridge no. and like, no, like I the only time I buy cider is for the like Christmas like right. holiday. You buy parade. cider you buy a bottle of Martinelli's because the kids can't have champagne. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you buy a bottle of Martinelli's so all the Alkies and the kids can cheers at New Year's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other than that, when do you ever buy apple cider? You buy apple cider to heat it up for the uh boat parade. Right, to maul it uh, and then throw cider throw some whiskey in it whiskey or rum right yeah Yeah. like a hot like a hot toddy is a hot toddy toddy. apple cider i think it's kind of anything hot with like a bourbon toddy's rum based i think it's rum based too so some rum some cider a cinnamon stick maybe a couple a couple squeeze a lemon yeah honey some honey a couple little allspice now we're talking now maybe an anise Oh, Maybe yeah. a star anise. Right. I really like apple cider. Really like it. To the point of, and granted, I only drink it in like cold Christmassy kind of a situation. But um, I never until last year had it with alcohol. Because I was too concerned that it was going to ruin the flavor for me. Really? Yeah. You liked apple cider so much, you were you were worried that alcohol was going to ruin it for you. Uh huh. No, but I, so I was worried that it was going to ruin the the flavor for me. But it 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 was awesome. Like I love it. Like, What'd you put? What alcohol? Uh, I think it was Johnny Walker Black. Wow. Scotch. The Scotch. Cider. That's a yeah. Scotch has got a very I, strong taste. That may, that's not that the may first not one be would... that may not be true. I just know that's the only bottle <laughs> so that's remaining on the boat right now. Actually, mead. no. I, I see mead going oh. very well with apple cider. But yeah, it was it was it was good. Bourbon's good because of yeah. the you know anything that's oh been wild in the turkey oak. we had we right. had wild turkey because yeah. all that cinnamon and vanilla and all those oaky notes and it, you get it hot and yeah. yeah. And then you throw some more cinnamon and yeah. yeah, it was great. And don't you drink that at like a tin cup? There's a sp- specific cup for that kind I think of. That's drink. a Moscow Mule. <laughs> Not the Mo- yeah, the Moscow Mule is that gold, it's copper, copper, coppery. So, is there anything else we want to say about this bottle? Uh, I didn't read the bottle yet. Where, where did you get it? Because I've uh, never, I've never seen it in my life. Well, I've been purposefully trying to source, you know, stuff that yeah. we don't. Or where'd our friend get it? Is this one delivered? No, I to got us? this one, and uh, I mean, I guess I can do it. I've been sourcing a lot. Caskers dot com, c a s k e r s dot com. Uh, they're not paying me, <laughs> you know. I'm not a paid endorser, but uh, but they 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 will get it to you. And um, call and, us. What? Yeah, <laughs> call us. If please. you work for Caskers, <laughs> we like you. Boy, do we. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, no, I've been getting a lot of stuff online. I'm just kind of searching for specific things, and I, w- I was looking for a, a fruit based, an apple based, particularly or, or pear based, and uh, and I wanted it to be American. So yeah, we like Caskers. They do a good job. They've been uh, getting us, and they get it to us, you know, within the week, which is which is nice. Uh, so on a scale of one to ten, I mean, I heard you kind of say earlier, you're not going to go to the bar and order this one. I'd give this like a a seven and a half out of ten. I thought it was very good. It was again, it was another one that was better than I thought it was going to be. I was very nervous. I'm not like a apple bourbon or a slash brandy guy particularly, but it exceeded expectations. It's definitely brandy. Again, yeah. this is this is a specific pour. This is for an after dinner drink around the fire, cigar. That's the way it's drinking for me. This is not a noon, you know, start your Saturday at a tailgate <laughs> kind of, you know, no, sipper. Right, I would agree. This isn't this isn't your your sport sporting event. But you know, what? yeah. Right. But you know what? You find they. I think they have a niche there, and I think it's good for what. It can be. Yeah. Does that right. make After sense? After Thanksgiving there's, dinner yeah. with your favorite uncle around the fireplace, like yeah. this would be fantastic. That's I think one of the things I think I've learned is that uh, you know I didn't drink a lot of whiskey before this, um, and there's a time and a place for all of them. Right. Like I, you know, there's sometimes there's just like just crazy you know, harsh ones. And you're like, okay, that might be after I've had already had a couple or had one or two. And then I want to go to something a little more aggressive. And then there's the kind that are a little lighter um, or just nice sipping. I'll tell you, you know where this would be fantastic. Eggnog. Wow. Okay. Little yeah. nutmeg over the top. Yes. yes. Yum. Right. I'm definitely, I'm getting some real holiday kind of ness. Yeah. From this. Holiday drunk. Holiday esque, <laughs> and we're gonna have to revisit it when revisit this one when it kind of cools off a little bit. It's so funny because we're we're headed in. In fact, tomorrow's the first day of October, and it's like a hundred and five here in Southern it California. Is. So for all those of you that are listening out there uh, on the East Coast, first of all, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. We see you. I'm seeing the analytics. I see the downloads. So thanks for. Pennsylvania and West Virginia and New York and and all of you for being here and it, I know it's getting a little cooler out there and I know the colors are changing I know it's beautiful this would maybe be a good one to visit uh, in that kind of situation you're getting ready to take yourself a little uh, ride out into the into the forest to look at the color change or through the Appalachians to see the trees get yellow and orange and beautiful I, I think this would mix very, very well into, like, a spice cider. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, oh, no. here, let's throw a cork back in the Applejack because, gentlemen, oh, no. I... Coach Baseball, what are, you, what are you groaning about? This looks like a dangerous sip. You can see it? I see it. So, Coach Baseball... Uh, from Charleston, West Virginia, who sent us famously uh, a couple episodes ago the thick water to try on the show, has sent us something else he'd like us to sample. So, first of all, thank you, Coach Baseball. And, uh, you know... Really? Is, uh, if, thank you? You know, I like, I like it because he's participating, and I encourage that our, that our, our weekly listeners participate. Reach out. Make a suggestion. Let us know you're out there. Uh, go to the webpage, websworldwide.com. You can email us. Um, and the more you participate, just at the end of the day, the better it is. So thanks, Coach Baseball, for sending this. And, uh, and yeah, w- what we got here is a yogurt soda. So those, are, those are two words I don't see together a lot. A yogurt, yogurt soda. Soda. What flavor, you might ask? Oh, yogurt. Yogurt. No, but also mint. Oh. So it's a mint-flavored yogurt soda. So it's a peach-flavored yogurt soda. No, mint. Strawberry-flavored. Mint. Blueberry. So basically it tastes exactly what I'm imagining. Now, I haven't cracked it yet. I think I just... I think I got I'm imagining like Mylanta. Yeah, exactly. That's right where I went. Right? Heartburn medication. Yeah. 
but it's not. I will also tell you that having let it sit in the refrigerator, it has done some some settling. Yeah. And so oh. we kind of have the curds in the way. There's like the greenish liquid part on the top and then the solids that have sunk to the bottom and then there's some kind of stray like things. <laughs> particles floating around. Watch it's like that that means it's curdled. So here's the question. First of all, that's the question. Do you shake it? Is Do it, you like? Is it carbonated? Try to create it a more homogenous. Uh, you have drink. To. You have no, to. no, no, no. You shake that bottle. You do. You don't leave it all separated and chunky like oh that. Oh, my no, God. No, but I think it's But what soda. if it's carbonated? It's soda. Yeah, it says soda. So now I've had to shake it, yeah. but now it's also going to explode. Yeah. So I think that's why White you White chunks all over my office. And just the secretary's going to come in the morning and think we really had some fun in here. You wanted to just rock it slowly. Or, oh, I, mean, I, 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 I didn't want to shake it vigorously. No. Which no. is what I've now done. No, yeah. it, it literally said vigorously, vigorously with a circle and uh, X through it. Well, I, now I don't know what to do. I mean, how's, I, got, I mean, how taunt is the? What's the point of this? Yeah. How? Wait, we're getting seepage. Oh yeah, we've got major seepage. Let Give me close the cup. it. Close it. Oh my god! I mean, it's a fucking great way to stop. Well, that. now it's gonna get flat. Okay, uh, now I'll tell you, I'm getting some odor. <laughs> That's because you just spilled it on your lap. I'm getting some odor, guys. What is the market demographic here? Who's Arabic, drinking this? I think. I think it's it, primarily a, 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 an Arabic when, product. Okay, no, it's a real gasser. Oh, yeah? Now that I got the lid off it. Okay, no, so the, the odor that's coming off it. Mm. I, gotta t- I, gotta, I gotta tell you, man. Man. It's pretty extreme. Yeah. It looks horrible let me just pass it around and let's just get some (laughs) initial (laughs) reactions to the odor passing to ryan here wow i mean it's much stronger smelling than i would have anticipated yeah is it past due oh no okay so Like like a goat pen yeah you're getting like goat cheese very barnyardy yeah yeah, um, off the earth e. Yeah, earthy. Go- like it smells like goat shit. Have you ever cleaned up goats? I went. I went to a camp, a cowboy camp. We had to clean up goat shit. It smells like that, but in soda form. Carbonated. Carbonated. In minty. Okay, so you have it in okay, your hand. I'm done you might as well it. take your first. I, I, I No, you have to try it. We all have to try it. Pour me a little bit. Ryan poured such a big pour. You don't have to drink all your okay, pour. Okay, so first of all, it's very, it's thick. It's chunky for sure, dude. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't past expiration? Well, let's just say this. If we get sick, I'm sending the bill to Coach Baseball. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to send us stuff that gets us sick, people. Give me that. Okay, I'm, I'm going in. Oh, wow. Did you do it? I just got a, I just got a fucking nose of it. Oh, it's no. the smell that comes off. Oh my God, no! Oh, Jesus! I'm going in. Oh. Okay, no, 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 a, no, no. no. Oh, don't, don't, don't do oh. that. And by the way, they think they can throw that like lemon in there and make it like bit better tasting. Oh. oh. Okay, so it's 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 <clears throat> it is buttermilk. Yeah. It's carbonated, carbonated buttermilk, buttermilk with mint, with and a lemon. minty aftertaste. Maybe goat buttermilk? Carbonated goat buttermilk. Although there is a picture a of a cow, cow on, on, it, yeah. on the label. Wow. But it's carbonated buttermilk for sure. I mean, that is what it is. It's carbonated buttermilk. Yeah. Mint flavored. With mint. I think I'd like it better without the mint. I just don't know. So... I don't hate buttermilk if I know what I'm getting myself right. into. So so where we defined Oh my god, I need a minute. Yeah. We defined the applejack. Oh. <coughs> we defined the applejack as a wintry Christmas spirit. Yeah. Where's that? You don't throw a twelver in that for the kids Hot at halftime of a soccer game. Yeah, that's good over some like cherry tomatoes <laughs> and basil. <laughs> Oh, is it though? <laughs> I don't know. Brusca, Brusca and I were in in Milan 
you know, many your years, lawn, my lawn many years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and we just <sighs> had a few minutes, like when the train stopped and we hadn't eaten in a while. So we jump off this train, go to the little cart there that's selling stuff. And they're handing out free like samples, taste test samples, or I mean, it was a full can, but it was mint soda. And it was I'm not like, the biggest fan of mint. No, not and, and like I'm, so we I cracked it once we got back on the train. We got a couple apples, some cheese, jumped back on the train, and cracked this thing open. And it, it was literally drinking mint flavored chewing gum. It Ugh. wasn't like sparkling water with a little mint. It was double mint. Like, but who wants that? Not I. I well, think they went bankrupt. Who wants this mint? At least doesn't have. Yogurt. Carbonated sour milk in it, yeah. and this is milk that you said this has, was you put in the refrigerator. This didn't start cold. This didn't start oh. cold. That's can milk you, in there. That's sour. Can you milk. imagine what that tastes like? Warm. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh jeez. I, I don't know. So how. not your favorite is what you're gonna. Oh, I don't know. No. How. Let me ask you this: Would you rather have that or the thickened water? Thickened water. Thickened water. I don't hate it. That's in the top, really. That's that's in the top. I mean, fifteen things. I've Even ever. if I once to, now I that to... I know what it is, and I'm like, I've kind of like my, I've wrapped my head around it. Oh my gosh, how's it not spoiled? I is don't it, hate it. How's um, it? Isn't it milk? If it's warm, it is spoiled. yogurt. Yeah, it's it is spoiled. by its very nature, it already spoiled. Oh no, it's 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 like un, it's like raita without. You know, it's a carbonated raita. Like so, if I if I think about it that way, you put some onions in it. Maybe see, it's a little, a little raita. Yeah, Joss. If you like it so much, let's see it finish that. Just drain it. Well, you know, let's not get crazy. Look, we've really enjoyed being here this week, guys, and uh, thank you, Coach Baseball. No, 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 no. There's no thanks. We might have to get him on the air next week or in the next couple of weeks to explain himself. I is might he, have is diarrhea. He, is he, is he trying this. to get us off the air? Yeah. You can't try to just kill us, dude. That's not the point. It's like throwing a grenade from 3,500 miles away in West Virginia. Yeah. Like it landed. You hit the bogey. Thanks. Next week, he'll be sending us coronavirus. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Next year, he's sending us a very, very spicy... Form of Huntavirus, <laughs> and he wants us to try it, and we're gonna have a reaction for that on the show. Well, hopefully, we all don't have just absolutely explosive diarrhea later. Um, but we could. Mm-hmm. So thanks for that. <laughs> God, that's the worst. <laughs> and thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being here week after week. We couldn't do it if you weren't, because then that would just be weird. I mean, what would be the point? I, I hope we're back next week. After I mean, this. I, I really want them to be back, but will we make it? If you're curious whether or not we're going <laughs> to be here next week, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in. Tune in, and we'll look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. Mm-hmm.